Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here with my buddy Pat, aka Throwback, aka Throwback978, aka Throwback27. He is in the house, a avid supporter of the show, a guy that y'all see in the chat here all the time, and it is a pleasure of mine to have you here on the show, filling in for Jesse today, who of course is on maternity leave taking care of her family, so thoughts are out there to Jesse, and she just had her birthday, so happy late birthday to Jesse right here on the show as well. Yeah. Before we get into everything, man, how you doing? Introduce yourself to uh, to the listeners here. Hey, what's, what's up, up, everybody? everybody? <laughs> it, it's been one crazy couple of weeks with 41 inches of snow in New England. I'm getting sick of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I do a show every Tuesday, um, Wicked Crazy Pinfalls on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash throwback27, and also do a weekly podcast on Saturdays. Um, gonna have Tad on today. It's gonna be fun. Uh, we're gonna have some fun with that. But I've been a big supporter of you and Jesse, just as you guys have with me, and also his Steven here. He, his Twitch is awesome, dude. You gotta like get that going. But everybody should check it out. I mean, the whole Fall Guys stuff and him getting upset about it is really entertaining. <laughs> but uh, he. Steve's been on my podcast too and uh, was on the Christmas show and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's been an honor for to be a part of it. Yeah, well, it's an honor to have you, man. I really appreciate it. And yeah, you're always shouting out my Twitch, which I appreciate. I just, I'm just not super consistent on there. You know, it's been a minute since I've uh, since I've streamed myself. But I'm looking forward to Retromania Wrestling coming out this month. So. I'm going to start streaming again on my own channel uh, with that and also play some Fall some fall Guys again because it's been a minute since I played that game. And when I play that, I tend to marathon that. So I'll play it for like 10 hours straight. So, um, so yeah, that'll be fun. Then, of course, Twitch, uh, over there at Twitch Fightful Gaming, we've been doing the Impact Wrestling live watch-alongs. We didn't do one yesterday, but we'll be doing one again next week. And I think probably every Tuesday going forward, or at least we tell, unless, you know, something changes. So... Um, if you're fans over there on Twitch, that's much appreciated. And I see some people in the chat right now already. Corey, don't know if you're still here, but he said, uh, hope it'll be a great show. What's up, Corey? Welcome back. Corey got me a, he he bought me a surprise cameo from Shelly Martinez the other day, uh, who was Ariel. Nice. Yeah. Um, super hot. I mean, that was much appreciated. And she sent a, she sent a really nice message and um, it came completely out of the blue. So thank you so much, Corey, for that. Um that was awesome. I, that's the first cameo I've ever had. I had to download the app just to watch uh, the video. So that was uh, that was cool. Ahmed, avid supporter, watcher of the, the channel here. Guy who's going through a lot of stuff right now. Um, lost his father recently. So Ahmed, still thinking about you, man. Hope everything's getting better. Um, he says, I hope a day comes where I'm not biased towards AEW and maybe start watching NXT. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. I'm definitely biased towards AEW, but I think NXT is a great show, and I think uh, I think the takeovers are always worth watching no matter what you like to watch in general. And what's up, Jobber JJ? JJ, I always see in all this stuff, too, on Fightful and over here. So welcome back, everybody. Um, yeah, JJ man. knocked out of the part with that podcast he did with me. Literally, it was just insane. Me and him were just having fun. We're talking about all the trademarks the guy has. It's ridiculous. All the trademarks? Yeah, he uh, he has uh, the distraction trademark, and he has Ollie Davis trademark for being the number one fan for oh. both of them. And I'm like, you got to pick which one. Do you want the distraction or Ollie Davis? And we were just talking <laughs> about that. 
There you go. I'm gonna make sure I retweet Jesse here real quick. Right here live on the stream. Jesse is in the chat. What's up, Jesse? Say hello to everybody and look what Throwback's got on for you. I got the OU jersey that uh, on the tweet that she should, suggested I should get. So that's what I did. I ordered it and it came about uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago. So I figured it's only right that I rock it on her show and with you also. It was a, it was a dilemma. Do I wear the O Ohio State jersey or do I wear the Falcons jersey that I have? Um, well, so I figured since she's on maternity and, you know, it's only right that she suggested it too, you know. Yeah, and to be fair, Vikings fan, I don't need to see the the, the Falcon stuff. All good. Um, even though, of course, you know, I do live in Atlanta, but I still have sour grapes from 1998 when the Falcons beat us to get to the Super Bowl because our kicker missed his first field goal in like two seasons. So thanks for that, Gary Anderson. I'll never forget that. Randy Moss's rookie, <laughs> Randy Moss's rookie season. He was out there just killing it, and the Falcons just—I'll never forget it. Um, what's Jesse saying here? Can't lose with the Buckeyes. There you go. You'll always win Jesse over if you are a fan of the Ohio State of the Ohio State Buckeyes. There are four colleges when I was a kid I wanted to go to. Um, obviously, being from Boston, you wanted to go to Boston College. The, uh, for football. The other one you wanted to go to was Notre Dame because obviously being Irish, it, you could, you know, gravitate towards that. But the one I really wanted to go to was Ohio State just because of how great it is and the history of it for like a big high-end college. But that kind of changed with uh, going into communications. I literally was like, okay, well, Syracuse is the end all be all in communications and radio and stuff. So it didn't happen because... <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, Syracuse is, uh, I know that's where Ariel Hawani went, who inspired me a lot when I got into podcasting and stuff like that. So, oh, Ahmed already hitting us with a super chat. Thank you so much. $10 donation says, we miss you, Jesse, and we love you. Yeah, for sure. Like, I miss Jesse. It's weird that I've been doing this show for like, because I've been going live most days of the week, the last two weeks, and I'll probably just keep doing that as long, like, work's just slow right now, so, um, it's weird doing all these shows without her, but it is nice having, uh, you know, some new faces on here and stuff, too, like, especially someone like you who's, you know, been in the chat, you know, since day one, so, you get to, that's just something for y'all, too, like, if you're supporting the show and you're watching, and I know that you like wrestling, especially if you're already podcasting yourself, I'm, you know, I like to, you know, mix it up and have some new people on and stuff. I just need to see something from y'all. Like, with, with Pat here, like, I can literally go on his YouTube channel. I can see all the work he's doing. It's like, okay, cool, I can have him on the podcast. If I don't, if I have no idea, like, you're working on anything or you have a microphone or a camera, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard for me to, hard for me to, like, invite someone on who I don't really know what they do, you know? So, like, it was, you know, Pat's a prime example, as I was to Fightful. Like, I would have never gotten a job with Fightful if I wasn't already doing stuff that I could show Fightful. You know, like, that's just kind of how it works, you know? So, um, so if Pat's out there grinding, you out, you really are, man. Yeah, and we're going to be opening a new channel with Rob Wilkins called Wicked Crazy Crew TV, where everybody and anybody who wants to do what we do has the opportunity to get their feet off the ground. And now... Everybody that does a show, sometimes they want to get monetized just so they can make the money. This goal of this channel is for giving any viewer who wants to do what we do 
the ability to get used to talking, getting a platform, kind of like what you would do when you went to school for communications or in college or something like that, and then build it up in order to take your audience to your own channel so they follow you. And that's the main goal of that. It's not to get monetized, which is absolutely insane for somebody for YouTube content to say, but it it, it, it helps giving back to the community and that's what's the hope for it. The other thing I was going to say is the one of the goals I have for my show is to have you and Jesse on at the same time because that would be very fun and very awesome to have. Yeah, well, Jesse, you're listening. Whenever whenever Jesse's ready to get back on camera, try to make something like that happen. That'd be fun. And I'll actually be on – that reminded me uh, for anyone who is a fan of Doug, who I had on here before, who's like – OG YouTuber, him and his buddy Bill, the ones waving that flag for TNA Wrestling back in the day. Um, I'll be on Doug's channel. I think we're going to do this Saturday. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, just kind of popping around and stuff too. So we're going to probably talk some, kind of whatever's going on in wrestling, then do some pictures for the UFC that night and stuff. So if y'all want to check that out, his channel is called Hit You With The Real, and you is with like the letter U. Um and Ahmed, yeah, I see you. Jordan, you haven't missed anything yet. We're just kind of doing intros, hanging out, letting people kind of trickle in. Uh, and we'll we'll get into NXT uh, predictions here in just a second. But, yeah, just kind of getting engaged, seeing what the chat was, uh, how they are feeling today, see what's going on. And anything else going on with you, Pat, before we get into, uh, what, like, wrestling-related or anything else? Uh, well, we're going to do a watch-along on the next two Sundays because we also have Chamber coming up, too. The other thing is, is that the the week of chamber from that Sunday to that Saturday, um, it, that Saturday the twenty seventh, I will be forty. So we're gonna try to have some fun with that that week and get a little crazy and get some people in the community try to come in and have a little fun. Maybe a couple of shows just to highlight how old I'm getting and <laughs> I'm like the old man of the uh, old man supposedly. So, so there you go. Wait, so what what day is that? The 27th is a Saturday. Of this month, so in like two weeks? Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah. Yeah, if you're doing like a, like a live chat or something, having people pop in and out, I'll pop in. Hell yeah. Yeah, my my family has a thing where 40 is kind of like the end all, the be all. My grandparents did, made it into their mid-50s and they didn't pass that. My mom outlast, my majority of my family outlast my grandparents. So it's... It's literally like when you hit 40, it's like, okay, well, now the clock's ticking. you got to pay attention a lot more. But there's a saying in my family, lordy, lordy, look who's 40. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm here now. What the hell? Oh, man, that's wild. Um, Jesse just actually just sent me a text message. This is what I, – I think she's okay with me showing it. I don't know why. I don't think she would have sent me this if she wasn't okay with me showing it. But it's her and uh, – or not her, but it's Savannah and their cat. Like this is this is what Jesse's up to right now. It's her hanging out with the little <laughs> baby and the cat. So that's those are the kinds of reasons that Jesse can't be on camera right now. She's got to be hanging out with the cat and uh, little Savannah. So uh, that's perfectly fine. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I I have a niece that's uh, my goddaughter. We call she's three years old. We call her the tiny tank. Because as soon as she gets a full head of steam, you, you're done. It's like getting tackled by a lineman, an NFL lineman, but it's a three-year-old with a full head of steam. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've got a nephew as well. He's like probably around three or so, I think. Probably, I think he's three. But yeah, he's a cool little guy. 
But yeah, all right, y'all. Let's talk a little. Uh, oh, before we get into the predictions, another super chat from Ahmed. Thank you, Ahmed. It says, since I'm all elite, I will just say AEW. <laughs> Dude, if you have like a question or something you want to add to that, feel free. Like, if you have like an AEW related question, if you have like a small bit, like that's what I've been telling people lately too. If you have like a small business, especially with what's going on in the world right now, you know, if you send a super chat of any donation, I'll read that out loud I'll, I'll shout out your business and you know i always upload the audio of this to my fight talk podcast feed so any super chats questions anything we read out here that gets sent to the audio only as well and i've been doing that since like 2016 so there's a lot of subscribers over there too so way more people than just right here in this chat will wind up you know hearing your uh your plug or you know your question or whatever it is um, and thank you, uh, thank you, Ahmed. I mean, that was super generous of you. I, I already knew you were an AEW fan, but if you want to send me five bucks to let the world know again, I mean, I'm I'm happy to. So, AEW man, I'm wearing a Darby Allen shirt. You know, I like I love AEW. Um, I got a friend coming over tonight to watch AEW. Like, comes over every Wednesday. So, um, so yeah, man. Anything else, uh, or do you want to just go ahead and get it, start getting into this? Because you're gonna know way more about uh, what's going on in NXT right now than I am. So. Yeah, it, that's something I pay attention close to. I'm actually been watching a little bit of the uh, NXT UK more because, well, we don't have to say anything about Raw for the most part. But I mean, other than someone complaining about holes. Yeah. So the funny thing about that was, I actually watched Raw on Monday. I skip it most Mondays now, but I just had nothing better to do this Monday, and I watched it. And my brother came over and just somehow um, we got to talking about... So me and him, he he watches wrestling, but only be like when he's around me. Like he, he's not... So he's not like a big fan. He just kind of is because he's around me as often as he is. He lives like five minutes up the street from me. So like he's here all the time. And basically like we're sitting there and we watched the, uh, the Yokozuna documentary... A few that days. was good. Yeah. That was really good. Really good. We watched that a few days ago. My brother was like, the big takeaway he got from that was like, wait a second, Hulk Hogan, like, this is what he did to people? Like, even he realized, like, Hulk Hogan was, like, screwing over Yokozuna, like, with how he came out and won the belt from him. I told him about how he was supposed to beat Mr. Perfect. Um, Like, Mr. Perfect was, was supposed to win the Royal Rumble in, like, 93 or whatever it was, and, and Hogan, like, called an audible to, to win it, and the stuff in WCW. So I tell him all about all this Hulk Hogan stuff and me and him are watching raw. And somehow I bring up that he wrestled the rock. He didn't know that he ever wrestled the rock. He'd never seen the WrestleMania match. And right when we started talking about that was when uh, Nia Jackson Lana was about to start. So I was like, Oh dude, I'll let's watch the rock versus Hulk Hogan. And then we'll just come back to raw, you know, cause like who cares what happens in, La- in the Lana versus Nia Jax match. And so I missed the whole, whole thing um <laughs> and like i like wake up the next day i'm like on the live stream that's like all anyone's talking about i was like what the hell is so i finally watched the clip but dude if like if that's the most talked about thing going on in your show is nia Jax's butthole like your show is in serious serious i mean that's panic mode when like the big the big takeaway from... that's trending you know what i mean like what the hell but yeah, but yeah, that's a good reason to to start watching NXT UK. They've been putting on really good stuff. Yeah, the um, Jenny and Kylie Ray match was phenomenal. 
it's just it's something different to watch other than being stuck watching three hours of mostly nonsense yeah yeah i mean there's just a ton of talent over there and for anyone who listens to the weekender you know i record that every sunday at fightful select always talk about nxt uk but you know walter's great they're doing good stuff with a kid jordan devlin's great Dragunov's amazing uh tyler bates still amazing Ben Carter's going to be a stud. I mean, like, they have... They are set up, you know, like, over there. They got a good... Situ- it's just it's just a shame not that many people are paying attention to it. But, like, if you watch the show, you'll see good wrestling. Yeah, it, it it's literally a branch off of the NXT America version of it. It's just... It, it's more compact. The stories make more sense. The more physicality on it, it, it I, I can't wait to see what they do because if the travel restrictions weren't the way they are, I wouldn't be surprised to fill two nights of Mania. They would try to bring some of that talent over. Yeah, and I think that's been kind of the thing with Jordan Devlin over there, like because he's still like the cruiserweight champion, but so is Santos Escobar, and I think a lot of that is just like travel issues. Like they, they just don't. It's too uncertain to have somebody regular regularly coming you know coming and going back and forth you know from the uk to the us right now i it's kind of how i feel about all that and eventually that'll be really good like when jordan devlin's able to come back to nxt like in the united states um i think he'll show out big time he's super talented it's just kind of a shame everyone at least me i still think about finn balor every time i see him because he looks so much like finn balor but his talent has shown through to where like you know that doesn't really matter, but you know what I mean? Like he looks so much like Finn Balor. I like, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. it, it it's because of the fact that Finn trained him, trained I think. Him, and yeah. it's the, it's the same style that Finn basically does. It, it doesn't make uh, much of a sense, but I see like them pulling out the ladder match with, you know, like Razor and Sean did to, for the titles just to see who could do it. Cause the titles are actually similar. Yeah. And they're both carried by good, uh, you know, good performers. Like, I think Santos Escobar is great. And I really liked his match with Kurt Stallion that they had on. Like, I watched that on NXT uh, the other week. And I love Kurt Stallion. He's a guy who made a started really making a name for himself in, like, Nashville, Chattanooga area. Like, areas that I would watch wrestling live. And to see him go to Evolve and, and then kind of Evolve, you know, disappears and then it's like what's gonna happen next and to see him uh kind of rebound on 205 live i thought was really good you got any opinions on him like did you know of kurt stallion before nxt or like what are your opinions of him like since seeing him he's really good i I think that he could probably carry a promotion eventually if done right but i mean we'll only know in time just because if like i said if travel restrictions were gone these people could show who they really are and all those evolved talent were uh, uh, simply amazing, and they, the day, oh, like I said, all these restrictions are done, it, the handcuffs come off, and you have everyone going to the races. Yep, and I'll say talent alert watch right now, just so y'all know. Um, <coughs> Anthony Henry. Speaking of evolved talent, Anthony Henry uh, is wrestling his last indie match like this week is wrestling for action wrestling against Nolan Edward. And then he is not taking indie bookings anymore. So keep your eyes out for where he winds up because he's either retiring or signing somewhere. Um, I was told a couple months ago where to expect him to go, but I also don't like 
you know, spoiling stuff, and I really, really, really hate being wrong, so, like, my source is wrong, and then I'm wrong, so, um, but, uh, and then, of course, you know, his tag team partner, J.D. Drake, is gonna be in the same kind of boat, so, Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake, y'all should all, uh, you know, keep a lookout to see what's going on with them right now. Another name y'all need to be looking out for is Blake Christian, who's doing stuff with Impact Wrestling right now. To my knowledge, he isn't under contract, but he's gonna be a, a really big star, I think. He's incredible in the ring. What else we got? Yeah. Let's just talk about NXT. Well, I mean, I guess we already talked about NXT, but um, as far as this upcoming TakeOver show, uh, one thing we got to mention right off the bat is Johnny Gargano is, I mean, seemingly injured for real. I couldn't tell if it was like a storyline or what was going on, but I mean, he's not, that match is not listed here anymore, so... Um, that seems to be the case that we're not going to get Gargano versus, um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the opponent. Kushida. Kushida, oh, duh, yeah. Which, that was a match I was really looking forward to. Um, so, any thoughts on that? And, you know, do you think we get a it, replacement it, for that? We're going to get a replacement for that, but I think they're going to have Kushida versus Theory tonight, which they should have held off on it and make it like Theory going in for a revenge for Johnny. But I... I if anything, they're going to put Kushida into a certain match. Why? Because why waste the opportunity to show off him? His talent's immense. There's so much you could do with him. You could put him in, like they are the North American title, or they could put him in a tag t- title match, or they could do something. Um, but I think they'll do something with Kushida. Tonight I have a feeling, and this is my gut, that the theory Kushida match is going to be a DQ and or no contest, and then they're going to move it to the takeover to fill that spot and it would make more sense and put more stakes into it. Like maybe throw something in a wrench where whoever wins gets the number one shot at the North American championship for the next takeover. But we'll see it. it it's sad that Johnny's out, but it, it saves a, a saves an opportunity to prolong the story with Kushida a little bit. Yeah. And like how ironic isn't really the right word, but like go figure that, they finally give Gargano like a, like an actual title run because normally he wins the titles and loses them like right away. And now like they've kept this on him. Like he won it back and it looks like, you know, he's going to be the champion. You know, he, he retains the title against, I think, Leon Ruff. And then it's like, of course, of course he gets hurt now. You know, it's like they finally, they finally gave him an actual title run and now he's hurt. Like, damn it. Like that's just, the timing just sucks. And the thing about Leon Ruff to point out is is that it's so weird to see him ending 2020 as a champion, and now it's kind of come full circle where everybody's beating him again. And if it's really interesting to see that they thought they think so highly for him for the tail end of it, he loses the North American title, and now in the beginning of 2021, he's repeating the same pattern all over again. I think 2021, for the most part, in this company in WWE, is going to be mostly about patterns on certain matches, certain ways they'll do certain things, but that's yet to be seen. Yeah, that's interesting. That doesn't seem like a good sign for Leon Ruff, though. Like, because that's the thing with WWE is they they do that a lot with with people. They'll they'll like super push them, or they'll just get you know some sort of push, and then this, and then once it starts kind of going downhill, they they rarely like give you another big chance if that makes sense like some people rebound but a lot of the time like once they kind of sour on you for whatever reason uh 
you know, good luck. Good luck going forward. Like, I'll never forget Santino, for instance. Like, he, I remember he, he came out of the crowd. He won the Intercontinental title. They made this big deal out of him. And then, like, within months, he was a comedy character. And to his credit, like, he made that work. Like, I have to give him credit for, like, making the whole Cobra thing and all that actually work. So props to him for that. But he's, like, the only person in the world who could have made that work. Like, anyone else, that, that is a death sentence for your career, I think. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so it's just kind of one of those things where it's a little discouraging to, to know that Leon Ruff's just kind of getting jobbed out again. Cause you know, well, I doubt yeah, they're going to just like give him sad. that. Yeah. Like they're not going to like give him that title again and do that same exact story again. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I'm more hopeful that they, they do something with him. And I think honestly with two Oh five live, he would probably be really good in that era, but they they don't look as high as they did a few months back, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. No, I think the 205 Live, is a, that's a good idea, I think, for Leon Ruff. Um, 205 Live, that's another show. Once again, I I uh, reviewed that on the weekender. Like, there's very little consequence to the show. I say it all the time. Like, there's very, like, if you miss 205 Live, you're not missing anything within the greater context of the WWE Universe at all. But it's always solid wrestling. Like, if you want to watch just a solid, short wrestling show with usually two solid matches, um, and the, with the talents that they're signing, like, I think August Gray is about to get a push there. Um, they're, you know, they're signing more and more of these, like, 205 Live-sized guys, and a lot of them that I'm hearing are potentially going to be heading to the PC are about the same size. And you could, and some of them from Evolve, like you could really kind of make 205 Live the new Evolve because NXT is a third brand at this point. So like you kind of need the, almost like the true developmental underneath that because there's no, NXT is so strange now because like now it's, you know, you come in with a name off the indies, you're on NXT, you're ba it's basically a super indie that the WWE owns. So like the PC isn't like, that's not where the stars are coming from. They're all still coming from the indies, you know what I mean? Yeah, but would you consider, out of all three brands, NXT is the number one brand of out of all three, uh, with SmackDown literally like in here away from them? Because yeah. obviously with Raw, it's like okay, that's the third brand. But I mean, if you have, and I'll, I don't know if you've seen this, Bully Ray said that comparing to NXT to WWE uh, to AEW, that NXT is more polished, more story, more physicality, that he gravitates towards that. And I took back on that. I didn't know if it was a work or it's his original opinion on it. But I, it it's, says a lot where NXT is supposed to be your developmental brand. And Raw for years is supposed to be your flagship show. So what does it say about your show that's been in the, there since the 90s compared to a show that you literally had on about what th almost two years ago where it was only on for about an hour and now it's making a huge impact i mean it says a lot of the quality of the stories and the wrestling yeah it really does like i mean there's a few fixes that i think would be very very easy for them to implement and like one of them would just be putting roman reigns on raw like if, if raw is your flagship show and you want ratings there and everyone is is like that's what everyone's looking at and roman reigns is by far the biggest thing you have going on in your company with the most interesting stories i don't know why they aren't doing like basically what's happening on smackdown should be happening on monday nights i don't know how they can't 
like and if and if you only i don't know there, there's so much i could talk about this because i don't like the brand extension i don't like any of that stuff like i don't like that there's i think there's too many title belts there's a lot of things that i think make for wwe just not being that interesting for me anymore but nxt is by far my favorite show that they do it's just a shame for me that they run at the same time as aew because i'm always going to be aew over over nxt so i watch both side to side but aew is what i'm watching like nxt is on mute i might pay attention to it a little bit here or there but you know nxt should move to tuesday or thursday like that that solves everyone's problems i think for <laughs> nxt and aew Keep them on Thursdays. Don't put them on Tuesdays. Well, I'd rather watch Impact Wrestling on Tuesdays. Yeah. I'll be selfish on that much. Put it on Tuesdays. Don't put it on Tuesdays. Put it on Thursdays. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'd actually rather watch Impact. Well, I shouldn't say rather. NXT is a great show. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about NXT. It's just they're splitting ratings with and viewership with AEW. And, like, it's really only hurting NXT, I think. It's hurting AEW a little bit because I think they'd be hitting over a million viewers, and I think people want to see that. But I think with the Peacock deal, eventually they're going to have takeover on NBC and also on Peacock once it's all fully moved and do the whole Saturday night main event kind of idea just to put it on NBC uh, products and stuff. Um, and that way it gives the casual fans something to watch. That's actually, that'd be awesome if they did NBC for those NXT takeovers. That'd be a great idea. I hope they do that. Um, well, that all being said, as far as the rest of the matches <clears throat> that we are going to have on this show, let's actually start off here with the tag team, uh, the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, because we're going to have to make some pre-predictions before, because obviously only two of these teams are going to be making it. So... Oh, and sorry, Jordan Lasseter says Chris Lee knows best is on Thursday. Oh yeah, we we can't we can't be messing with that. That might be <laughs> those people live in Nashville. So I'll, a quick Chris Lee story for all of you uh, who who may be listening. They live in Nashville, Tennessee. They did an event that they hosted in downtown Nashville a couple years ago, and one of my buddies was actually the valet for their car like like it was like the whole family and he valeted for them and they didn't leave him a tip not one cent and i was like yeah of course they didn't these 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 fucking families dude i i these reality show families i can't it's like these people claim to be like millionaires and they've gone bankrupt like 10 times and still have their own show and don't tip and don't tip people like get the hell out of here um, screw that Dude, family. I, tell, I I go get a haircut, and if the haircut's fifteen, I give the other guy the I get fifteen bucks because if they're packed and stuff, he, they don't have to take me. I just ask, ask walk in now, and it's like, hey. So I mean, it's the only way right thing to do, you know. Yeah, and this is coming from somebody who doesn't have a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like these people have all well, they claim to have all the money in the world. Like I said, they've been bankrupt a whole bunch, so who knows? Um, anyways. I, I just I have a deep disdain for the Chrisley family. Like, I've seen them live at wrestling shows before. They just oh god, because they go to all the WWE events. Anyways, um, so we're gonna have MSK versus Legado del Fantasma tonight on NXT. We're also gonna have Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher against the Grizzled Young Veterans on tonight's NXT. The winners of those matches are gonna be wrestling uh, for the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So, I'll I'll have you go first. Who do you think wins between MSK and 
Legado del Fantasma. Of course, MSK, the former Rascals uh, from Impact Wrestling. Legado del Fantasma, part of the group uh, with Santos Escobar, the uh, the Cruiserweight Champion. I think it's going to be Elgato Fantasma. I think it's more so because of the fact that um, their styles are completely different. Plus, uh, on the next match, we'll talk. We're going to talk about it in a second. I think NXT slash WWE production already tipped the winners of the Dusty Classic. I mean that that with the segment they did, but I think Elgato Del Fantasma will be in the finals. But there'll be some, you know, way where that match goes screwy, and you know, MSK is gonna be like disputing it. So we might it might turn into a triple threat. You never know. It sounds like you're saying Elgato Del Fantasma, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> the cat, the cat of I don't even know what Fantasma means. I'm not sure what that word is. Um, uh, fantastic. Fantastic. Probably something like that. Um, the Fantastic Cat. That's the team that you're that you're repping. Um, yeah. I, I'm just going to go with my gut and just go with MSK, even though I think Legado del Fantasma probably probably makes a little more sense. But MSK is kind of like the new, the kind of the new, I mean, they're the new kids in town, right? Like, and that's, that's kind of, I, I don't know what MSK stands for. I don't know if they've actually announced that at all, but, uh, you know, I don't really care. You know, I just, I have no idea what it stands for. I, I thought it was going to be like, like, uh, main street kids or something like that i think the k is going to send for kids for some reason i don't know or but anyway i think it's going to be a really good match i like wesley and nash carter a lot i like them a lot in uh in impact and out on the indies they're both good singles wrestlers too um i like legato del fantasma as well uh but i'm gonna go with msk in that one and see them in the finals and then uh the other match pat we got champa and thatcher taking on the grizzled young vets who do you think walks away from this one uh and goes to the finals now this is where i'm going to point out where i mean nxt tipped their hand with that segment in the backstage after the fight pit champa walked out and said why didn't you break my my shoulder and thatcher said respect and walked away and then champa mentioned about the dusty classic having a spot i think they tipped their hand for the entire tournament and it's sad that they did it so Thatcher and Ciampa are going to win this, and they will win on Sunday because that's the way they. it seems like it's going to go, especially if they tip their hand properly like they did with that segment, and they don't normally do it that way. It, it definitely shows that, you know, that had some foreshadowing for a story, and you have to finish it that way. So, I mean, your ch- they're going to end up winning the Dusty Classic. I like the prediction, and you would know better than me because you're definitely paying closer attention to the show than I am. Um, I was going to go with Champa and Thatcher as well uh, for this match, and I was actually going to go with MSK winning the entire thing, just like as like a big push for them coming in. But and maybe like Champa and Thatcher, maybe one turns on the other, and that's what causes that MSK to win, or even Legado del Fantasma. I mean, I think Legado del Fantasma winning the whole thing would be cool too. Uh, especially because you have Santos Escobar as like the centerpiece of the group, and then it makes the other two guys look, you know, even better because they've, you know, they've won this. But I think Champa and Thatcher are probably a really good pick. I'd imagine most people are probably picking them to win the whole thing. Um, they seem like the most of like a like of a power team, if that makes sense. Like Champa's, yeah. you know, Champa's always going to be in the mix. It's just he's really running out of stuff to do in NXT. Um, 
but Thatcher's a great opponent. I know they've, but they've already kind of had their feud, right? Like, do you think they go back to Champa versus Thatcher after this, or? No, I think they're gonna go after the tag titles a little bit and hold on to them for a little while until let's just throw a time frame where Mania comes around, and then something just happens where they implode. They kind of remind me of Triple H and Austin. A yeah. little bit. Gotcha. The two-man power trip. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being Champa. It's wild to see, like, where he's at now. Because he's, like, a veteran now. Especially, like, when you look at, like, NXT. He's, like, an NXT veteran. I remember he got his first WWE deal after he had had, like, 30 matches, like, total. Like, he basically went from training to the WWE. Like, he wrestled very little on the indies. And then he wound up leaving and the, like you did his ring of honor run and did some stuff in impact and then wound up coming back and that's like the guy we see today but that's how talented champa was like he trained he had like 30 like small ma- like indie matches give or take and he got signed to the wwe i mean like that just doesn't happen um so it's really crazy to kind of see where his career's gone and kind of followed along the way and all the injuries and stuff he's had to deal with but but yeah there should be good matches um i love tag team wrestling i think that you know, I don't think it's highlighted enough in WWE. Uh, I think AEW does a great job with it, but, you know, I, a good tag team wrestling to me is just as good as any kind of wrestling. You know, I, I, there's so many extra things you can do with those four people. Yeah, it's going to be a great match, no regardless, especially with the women's one, too. And I already said this last night, whoever wins the women's tag team champion, uh, cup is going to be the women's champion at Mania. Whoever wins the tag team cup is gonna win the win the women's tag team championship at Mania. Oh, I thought you. I somehow heard that wrong. Okay, gotcha. No. Um. That's. A, I mean, that's a good prediction too. So we're gonna have uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, or the team of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. So first off, Pat, who do you think wins between Blackheart? Um, in Ember Moon versus the way to get into the finals. <laughs> they ain't going to find the way, that's for sure, but it's going to be Shotzi getting her revenge, and then Dakota and Raquel are going to win and become the women's tag team champions because of what happened on Monday night. What happened on Monday night? Uh, <laughs> they imploded. <laughs> My whole and uh, Baszler imploded. <laughs> oh, is that like... So that's, okay, yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah, I think that, I think that Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai winning the whole thing is is the move. So you're calling them as well? Yeah, and they're going to end up winning the women's tag titles. Um, and they'll make them float around like they're supposed to. Um, I could see them going against the Riot Squad at Mania for the tag titles and that would be an interesting match yeah i really like Raquel gonzalez i think she has a ton of potential i mean especially with her size and her power and stuff like she could really they're gonna be in i mean the wwe is already in a great position with their with the amount of great women talent that they have and i really think because we've seen Raquel gonzalez and um and rhea ripley go you know battle it out on nxt a little bit but i think that that's like a potential 
you know, headline match at WrestleMania one day, you know, Gonzalez and, and Rhea Ripley, like that, that's how highly I think of Gonzalez. Yeah, it, it, she is literally a powerhouse and it was the right move to move Rhea off TV to go to the main roster to give Raquel her own chance to shine out. Yeah, a hundred percent. So everyone in the chat, um, as we get into the co-man and main event, as always, make sure to send those super chats with your own predictions, any questions you have, whether it has to do with AEW, NXT, WWE, even MMA or football, whatever you want to talk about, send those super chats. We will make sure to try to give you your the best for your money that we possibly can. And uh, the donation link is in the description. There's two different donation links. You can choose either of them. And... Uh, you're still supporting Jesse, by the way. Uh, for anyone who's watching this and you're like holding off on those super chats so Jesse comes back, she still gets her cut where this is her channel. Like we have something really great worked out with her. So you're still supporting her and her family with those super chats and donations. So as uh, as we move into the co-main here, Pat, what I'm assuming will be the co-main, I'm assuming the main event will be Finn Bauer and Pete Dunne. Um, we have Io Shirai defending the NXT Women's Championship against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. I think there's a lot of really good talent in this match. If you were to hold the gun to my head and say, hey, you have to pick your favorite woman wrestler in all of WWE, any brand, I'd say Io Shirai. That's the first one that comes to mind for me. I'm a big fan of hers. I like people who are different, you know, that present something unique, something that that draws you to the screen. And Io Shirai does that. Her music hits, the strobe lights start going, the way she moves, her her uh, her gear, everything you're you're drawn to it. And then in the ring, she delivers. Like she's always good in the ring. Her matches are good. Like she's the total package. I am a huge fan of Io Shirai. Tony Storm, I think, did great stuff in NXT UK. Um, and now she's you know more of a mainstay on NXT. And I think she's somebody that the WWE is going to really want on Raw or SmackDown. I think she. Uh, she fits would fit really well on uh, on the main roster. And Mercedes Martinez is someone who's like totally different, who I'm a big fan of for like totally different reasons than the other two. She's the most like legit of the three, the most the most of the three that looks like she could really go out there and kick your ass. So I like this match a lot, Pat. Who do you think wins and why? Io. It, it has to be Io going into Mania, because if eventually everybody gets what they want, if they do fanfare and they have to do something with Raw for Asuka. So, I mean, if they take the title off and have Asuka go back to, into NXT to face EO, that would be, like, one of your highlight main events for one of the Mania nights. I think that EO is exactly, like you said, one of the best women in this company. I think with Tony, I think if they do decide to pull the trigger and drop the belt, I think Tony would be more inclined to, especially with the theory that I have of Dakota and Raquel running those titles on all brands. But anything could happen between now and then. Someone can get hurt and anything, but EO's going to win this match. If they're going to keep her as the title holder way past Mania at this point, what I think. Yeah, I got to go with EO Shirai also. Uh, and on top of that, she's extremely inventive. I mean, uh, War Games jumping off the cage with a trash can. Around, uh, <laughs> I mean, come on now. Yeah, that was awesome. That was straight YOLO right there. Um, yeah, and like EO, this is how much I like EO. So I don't have it yet, but I'll get it. Um, I rarely collect any like 
current WWE action figures. Like, I'm big on the AEW figures, and I collect a lot of, like, classic WWE and WCW and ECW stuff. But very rarely do I get, like, a current WWE Elite as it comes out. And Io Shirai, I'm such a fan of hers, and her, her action figure looks so perfect that I'm like, all right, I gotta get that. Like, I'll break, I'll break my rule. I'll get that one. So it, it, it's like me with the title belt. I was like, uh, I, I would never get one of those, you know, hundred percent authentic title belts. Well, guess what? I have a universal title sitting upstairs. <laughs> Too bad. We can't be, uh, Hannah Moore and be winning like double digits amounts of title belts off WrestleRumble.com all the time. But I, I would be giving those out like candy, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for her, obviously. Like, it's just, what luck you would have to have. It's just amazing to me. I have, I've won one of those belts uh, through a uh, pick'em contest. Like, I won uh, an NXT TakeOver show, like, a couple years ago. So, I, I own one of the title belts. But I, uh, I won it. So, like, I actually won the belt. So, I'm, like, the real champion. So, there you go. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I'm taking the Oshirai as well. So, we're in agreement there. And the main event... We have the NXT Championship on the line. We have Finn Balor. Now, before we get into this, am I missing anything, Pat? Is there any, like, segment or something, like, a wedding that I need to be aware of that, like, I'm forgetting the, to mention? The only thing that popped up from last week, cross destroying, uh, you know, Escobar's crew, literally just destroying him and going up there and says, we have a problem here and we need to fix this problem. And, t- and he's quoting about how t- of certain things about time that you know it meets it, it a certain you you have to get the, to a certain point, and then he's like, "We're definitely going to settle this," and he says his line, "TikTok." So I think that they're gonna put this match together real quick if they don't have anything for Kushida and have both of them go after it for the number one contender for the next pay-per-view and it might be uh phantasma to get that shot because i think they want to have a huge payday with cross that's right i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought that up because carrying cross is kind of a little all over the place now right because he's doing that and then like there's the the nxt title belt he never lost so like he's gonna have his eyes on finn balor and pete dunn and then you have like Randy Orton randomly calling him out on Twitter and stuff. So like it's got people thinking like Cross could just be moving to Raw or SmackDown soon. Also, so it's a uh, very interesting times right now for carrying Cross. Yeah, it, it's interesting too because it's like with that setup, can you picture that entrance on the main roster on like SmackDown and just literally like light the place up with actual a certain amount of people in stands i i think for right now i think he's best where he is but i think eventually he's gonna get his hands on finn and then you'll see who is the real nxt champion we just got a uh another super chat thank you so much from jj says vengeance predictions so this is all of jj's predictions and y'all feel free to do the same thing if you want your full predictions read out send a super chat i will read them out on the air so jj this is for anyone in the chat jobber jj 496 says his vengeance predictions are yoshirai dakota and raquel is it raquel or raquel i'm always so bad with raquel that. raquel i like that I, yeah. I think raquel sounds cooler personally 
um, Champa and Thatcher and Balor. So um, I think he has all the same picks I do, actually. Or actually, all the picks you do, because I'm going to take MSK. But um, so, yeah, right on. I mean, I think we're all in agreement there for the most part. It says, looking forward to Kenta wrestling on Dynamite. Hell yeah, me too. That's tonight. Um, it says that he thinks that he's that Kenta will pin Archer. What's my prediction? Uh, and we'll get past prediction as well. It says, keep killing it, guys and girls. You all rock. Thank you so much, JJ, for the support and the super chat. Um, I'm going to... My prediction is that... Um, I don't know. It's tough because like they're really good at protecting Archer. His only losses he's taken since coming to AEW is to Cody in the TNT Finals for that, that, that title tournament. And... He lost to Moxley, or uh, he lost to Kingston, but it was like Kingston had the loaded, the loaded fist. So pinning Archer, I don't know, but pinning Mox, I feel like they wouldn't do either. And I don't feel like Kenta's taking the L in his debut. I mean, maybe he does, and like that sets off Kenny or something. I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Kenta pins Mox. Because it's a humongous deal to anyone get a, for anyone to get a pinfall on Mox on AEW. But it also, because Kenta and Mox are going to wrestle in New Japan for the title, it like plants that seed of, of doubt of like, oh, okay, like we've seen Kenta pin Moxley. He could very well, you know, beat him for the title, you know, when it's not a tag team match. And uh, they're having, that match has already been taped, I think, uh, for New Japan. And I do not know the outcome, but... Um, Anyways, that's my that's my prediction. What do you do? You have a prediction for that, Pat? Like for this tag team uh, AEW main event tonight? It, it's going to be interesting because you've got all four people who are top tier talents, and do you really want to show, you know, Moxley and Kenta and you know Archer and I think Omega's there, right? Like, yeah. Don't watch that much. He's you don't with really. Kenta. Yeah, you really don't want to not have any of these guys go strong. So so I'm going to pull the WWE method. I mean, it's going to end up in a DQ, and you keep both matches intrigued. You know, you keep Omega strong with the whole belt. You keep that match with Mox and Kenta, a very, very intriguing match. You keep them literally having people questioning what's going to happen. And like you said, you want to keep Archer strong. So, I mean, it it keeps all four people in the right pattern. Everybody, there's no winner in this. Absolutely not. Yeah, and I could definitely see, like you're saying, some sort of... See, the one thing that throws me off, though, is AEW rarely does DQs and stuff. Like, it's really rare. that It's almost like the opposite of what you get in the WWE. Like, there's almost always a definitive winner to a match. But... They the the forbidden the forbidden gates are open as uh as Tony Khan has said. So I could see a scenario where like the Good Brothers run out and then like somebody from Impact just pops out of nowhere or someone from New Japan that like we weren't expecting. Like I would love to see someone like Minoru Suzuki just pop up in in age up in AEW. It'd be like they my my fanboying levels in this company are just like so through the roof sometimes like. People are, like, shitting on Sting. Like, oh, I don't want to see Sting. I'm over here like, yeah, Sting and Darby. Like, this is exactly what I want. Like, I, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm a total, total fanboy. As far as, oh, sorry, go ahead, Pat. 
I was going to say, you notice as they, soon as they did Sting and Darby, they were starting on WWE to have Edge circulate between all three brands, shaking hands with Priest Nakamura and getting confronted with Cross. Yeah, that's a really good point. Going back to the well. And dude, JJ brings up a great point. I, I totally forgot this. This is a lights out match, so there can't be a DQ. This is like technically an unsanctioned. So technically there won't be a winner, technically. But like someone will get pinned for three or someone will submit. It just won't count towards their AEW records. So that is an interesting point. Thank you, JJ, for... Uh, mentioning that in the chat because I had totally forgot that that's what that that's what's going on tonight. Hell yeah, man! I'm pumped for tonight. Um, as far as the main event of AEW, I never really. I mean, my official prediction is Finn Balor. I think him and Pete Dunne is a great match. I'm kind of bummed that they haven't been using uh, Pat McAfee on NXT lately because I thought he was great with Dunne and Lorcan and Birch and those guys. Um, and I love Pat McAfee. I'm a huge fan of his, and I really respect. Uh, how quickly he took to pro wrestling. Um, but, you know, and I like Pete Dunne a lot too. I just don't see Pete Dunne winning this match and winning the title, but I think this is going to be a really, really, really damn good match. Uh, what's your official prediction, Pat? I have a feeling, obviously Balor's going to win this, but I have a feeling that, you know, how they have Scarlet like perched up last week and watching, you know, Phantasma's match and stuff. I think Edge is going to sit there and watch and literally watch the match. And I and one of the things I wanted to ask you was is that and we'll get to that and that question in a second. Um <laughs> Jesse McAfee, not throwback. Um <laughs> I wish I had that money. Um because I have the chat on my phone right now. Uh I wish I had that money. That would be a lifesaver. Um I think that we'll, for before I say what I need to do, I think with McAfee, they're going to save him towards Mania time for the takeover on that or for one of the Mania matches they want to do with NXT. It would make more sense. It would bring more eyes. Um, but I think Edge is going to be there to watch the entire match. And on paper, I'm getting flack for this, but I'll say it here. I think Brian is going to be the winner against is going to go against Roman. I think Edge would pick because of the similar styles on it and stuff would pick Balor because it is extremely intriguing to have Edge win the NXT championship the way he is. And plus, if you wanted to get nostalgic and how people say, oh, well, the significant others don't go and work where they do because look at, you know, Cole and Baker and stuff like that. They work in for different companies, but still they live in the same area. So, I mean, it would be interesting to see edge going to NXT while best working. Cause they can spend time with their family. Um, they're at there. He's a family man first and foremost, but I literally think that edge and Balor would tear WrestleMania apart because of how similar styles. And, and then you could have Brian, and Roman, and then, you know, you got to figure out, you know, got to figure out what to do with, you know, McIntyre. So, I mean, you could put Priest in that part. You could have Riddle in that part. I mean, you could put somebody in there, but I I would literally like to see Keith Lee actually have a fair shake on one of those nights at Mania for a title. Yeah, those are all really interesting scenarios. 
Because, like, the way that I think it's going to play out at this point is I think we're going to get Edge and Drew. Because now Edge is waiting till after Elimination Chamber and all that stuff. But Edge versus... I mean, I think the best match would be Edge versus Balor. Like, of, of Edge's choices, I think. Um, the actual, the best actual in-ring wrestling match would be Edge versus Balor. Um, I love Roman, though. But I also don't want to see Roman losing at WrestleMania, no matter who he's wrestling. And I think I think Brian and Roman would be an awesome match, for sure. And I think Finn could lose the title. And that would still set up a feud. And that would give Edge in NXT more options for people to go against. Yes, main roster talent would give him more options to go against. But, I mean, he's already faced Randy multiple times. I mean, if you're going to have new talent go against him, put him in NXT for a little while and then set up some tag teams because they said they want Christian and Edge to tag team for a little while. And that would make sense. But if give it would make more sense to give edge the nxt title to uh, bring up more talent in that way when it's time for them to go to the main roster you know their events is like hey wait a minute Edge is doing an amazing job training bringing these guys up he's doing two roles in one yeah I, i like all that i mean if that if that were to happen and you need an opponent for mcintyre and mania my personal opinion, like, I I think they need to just push the hell out of Lashley. Like, the guy literally, like, there's nothing left for him to prove. Like, you know, he the only limitation Lashley has is on the microphone, but that is fixed with MVP. So, you know, I think, I think you know, he's the U.S. champion. I could see him maybe losing. I don't like the idea of him losing pre-WrestleMania if he's going to go for the title. But I think, you know, Heath Lee and Lashley, I think, is what we're going to get next because that looked pretty obvious for Monday. And I think that's going to be a banger. And I could see Keith Lee winning that because Keith Lee beating Bobby Lashley doesn't really hurt Bobby Lashley too much because Keith Lee's also went in there and beat Randy Orton clean and stuff like that. Um, but I would like to see them push Lashley. Like, if they need an opponent for McIntyre and it's not going to be Edge, um, I'd like to see them push Lashley and do Lashley versus McIntyre WrestleMania. I think that'd be really good. I, I think uh, somebody that McIntyre hasn't faced would be a better option because he's facing all those people in the chamber in two weeks. It, it doesn't make any sense to have him repeat one of them again. I mean, you could throw Sheamus in there for Fastlane, but it, it, I think more so if you had to pick an opponent, I think either Priest, Riddle, somebody he hasn't faced. He hasn't faced Riddle at all, so that wouldn't be an interesting matchup. He He's faced Keith, but the the thing is, those matches didn't end clean, so, I mean, that would be an interesting full-on head-to-head clean match. And, you know, Lashley already faced him and with MVP. It, I don't want to see something like that again. I want something different, something fresh, something we haven't seen. Give McIntyre a legit threat from somewhere and I think the one person that comes straight to mind if he did win the Rumble and is Cesaro I mean it would be the perfect time to give Cesaro a match it would be extremely physical you have two guys who could just let them go tear the house down and stuff and it's well overdue for Cesaro to actually have a title shot against a major title even if he doesn't win it, it, it's it's well overdue. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Like, 
<clears throat> I would love to see Cesaro get a big push and get a big title opportunity. He's a guy that he's deserved it for the last decade. Like I'd, I'd love to see that. From what I understand, his contract is coming up pretty soon, which could get really, really, really interesting. Because he resigned. I think. Oh, did he resign? I didn't yeah. know that. I did not know that. Well, I mean, good for him. Uh, and if he resigned, then WWE needs to push him. Like, because if I'm Cesaro, I'm not resigning with that company unless like there's a guarantee there that they're, they're gonna actually do something with me for the next couple years. Like, because there no there was no doubt in my mind that AEW wouldn't sign him immediately if given the opportunity so um hopefully cesaro was you know the other thing is too i can't speak for people's motivation you know like there's people like dolph ziggler for instance who i think he's just totally content with you know he's making a lot of money with the wwe he's been there for a long time he's gotten raises over the years and like he's just totally content with just you know being a tag team guy mid-card guy like and that's fine like if that's like that's i have no problem with that at all but you also see someone like Cesaro, and it's like, man, imagine what he could be like. Even within the WWE, like if he won the title, him versus Daniel Bryan for the title would be like insane. Him versus, I mean, so many people for the, with that title on the line would just be so good. Cesaro is just Cesaro is just super talented. So yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him get a big shot. Well. That's pretty much it for the uh, the predictions here, y'all. So what I'm going to do here in a second is I'm actually your Pat's going to disappear here for just a second, y'all. So just boom, he's disappearing for just a second. I'm uh, I'm pulling up the uh, the sponsors for the show right now, and I just don't want to accidentally show any of my personal information while I get the screen ready. Um. Can I not even open this anymore? Yes, I can now. Okay, great. And what do I need? That's what I need. Sorry, y'all. Be back in just one second here. And boom. All right. So before uh, I talk about our sponsors and all that stuff, I want to give everyone a, just a reminder, thumbs up. If you like the the chat, all that stuff, the thumbs ups help a lot. It's much appreciated. And make sure to subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to the audio version if you're listening uh, on you know after the fact on the Fight Talk podcast feed. Good ratings, good reviews, all that stuff helps out the uh, the channel a ton. And last minute super chats and donations. I always mention this at the end of the show. Um, I'm gonna have pat you know talk to y'all about what he does and where to follow him and all that stuff i'm gonna go over our sponsors and if there's any last minute super chats or donations we will address those before we actually go off the air so still feel free to uh to send anything that y'all that y'all would like and we will not end the show until every super chat and donation is addressed so pat why don't you go ahead first and i'm gonna pull up your twitter here and you let everybody know (laughs) where to find you and what you got going on man so every tuesday wicked crazy pinfalls eight o'clock uh we talk about wrestling and stuff i had ray callahan on and i had aaron entertainment it was a blast we ended up just talking about some wrestling and then just shooting the bleep for a little while um it 
we talk about wrestling, it's kind of more going towards wrestling and life and stuff, which is great because it's like you and your buddies just shooting the crap. And that's the way it should be, you know, having people come in. I've been itching to do a roundtable really badly. And the one I want to do, I have to wait for um, for certain reasons. Um, but, you know, we talk about everything. And then there's a podcast I do that I'm going to be recording that goes out on Saturday at noon. Um, we had JJ on about two weeks ago. That was fun. You know, we've had you on, which is awesome. I'm hoping to get more people on and get it, get them up through the year. Um, then the new channel starts off. The soft launch happened on my channel, but we're going to do a hard launch eventually. But just so much stuff going on, which is great because the busier you get during a pandemic, the better it gets. Um, check out the Twitter, which is right there. It's uh, at throwback978. The YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com forward slash throwback. 27 and if you need to look for the podcast it's wicked crazy pitfalls on on platforms there's the uh the youtube channel there if y'all are watching this right now go give pat a subscription show him some support because he supports the hell out of us here on this show as far as more people that support the show we're gonna start off today with my brother brian jensen he is a co-owner of steel boxing and athletics a gym <clears throat> a gym out of atlanta georgia and he will help you reach your goals if you're looking to lose weight get in better shape learn how to throw hands if you want to compete at an amateur or professional level if you even have any kind of neuro neurological issue or anything like that um he works with a lot of parkinson's patients and that kind of stuff um he's completely certified in, in all those areas and he can help you in person or you know online you can meet him in Atlanta. He has his gym. He can meet you at your business. He can meet you out in a park. He can meet you wherever you want if you're in or around Atlanta, Georgia. And if you're not, he can meet you online. He can set up a Skype meeting or a Zoom call with you, and he can help you reach your goals. Just check it out. Follow him on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. And that's the best way to just uh, get in touch with him and set up, uh, you know, schedule some stuff. And like all of our sponsors, you know, hit up Brian, say that, you know, you heard about the show from me or you heard about, you know, his gym or, or what he does from, from me or Jesse or anyone else on the show. I promise you get a really, really good deal. Speaking of good deals, we got Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for autographs, DVDs, magazines, action figures, anything you think of that has to do with professional wrestling. Music City Toys and Collectibles has got your hookup. They are opening a brick and mortar store in Nashville, Tennessee on May the 1st which is just incredible because for a company to be doing so well online during this time with all the craziness going on, their business is so good online that they decided to open up a uh, physical location during a pandemic. I mean, props to them. They're doing amazing things. They're nice people and they give you fair business. That's the, the one thing I can always say about Music City Toys and Collectibles is as a collector, sometimes you're looking for stuff and you go on eBay or you go on you know wherever you, you shop and you want something, but it's just too expensive, or the shipping's too much, or whatever it is. A lot of the time, I can go on Music City Toys and Collectibles, I see a lot of the same stuff, usually for cheaper, and all of their prices include shipping included like in the price that you're seeing. So it isn't, you see something on here for $10, it isn't $10 plus shipping, it's just $10. That's the total. Really easy, really great people. Check them out, and follow them on all social media. Just search for Music City Toys and Collectibles, and last but never least, oh baby, we got WrestleRumble.com for 
y'all. $1 entries. There's going to be one winner that gets all of this, which is just complete insanity. We were talking about Hannah Moore earlier. She won something very similar to this. She won like eight title belts at one time on a $1 entry. Granted, she threw in about 20 bucks, but still 20 bucks for, you know, she probably got like $3,000 worth of belts that day. Um, this is incredible. They are giving away for $1. These are all AEW title belts. I want these so bad. We got the world title. We got the TNT title. We got both tag team titles and we have the FTW championship. This is so awesome. So $1, jump on there, try your luck. Somebody's going to literally win all five of these title belts for $1. And these are the real deal replica belts. Real deal replica is kind of like an oxymoron, but these are the replica title belts that cost like three, 400 bucks or whatever. I mean, these are expensive. These are high quality and they could be yours for $1 at WrestleRumble.com. Make sure to follow them on all social media to stay up to date with their contests and their raffles at WrestleRumble on Twitter. You can follow me at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. That's at FightfulSelect.com talking all, you know, 205 Live, NXT UK, all the stuff going on in the indies, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, National Wrestling Alliance, Being the Elite, a whole bunch of stuff talking about that on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. You can find my YouTube videos that I edit on All Things MMA. So that's at All Things MMA on YouTube. Uh, been doing a lot of UFC list videos lately, so keep your eyes out for my next one that drops over there. I'll be joining Doug on his channel on Saturday and... That's pretty much it, I think. Anything I got going on, I try to keep updated right here on my Twitter. Once again, at Fight Talk underscore. Pat, before we get out of here, anything anything left you want to say to uh, to the viewers or me or Jesse or anybody before we uh, sign off? Yeah, a couple of things. Check out his Twitch. Really, <laughs> just check that out. I mean, him playing Fall Guys has got it. Um, I want to say happy late birthday. I sent it on Twitter, but Jesse, happy birthday late. Uh wanted to say to both of you and very honestly from the bottom of my heart thank you for everything you've done um i've been very humble with a lot of stuff in my life and having you guys to be able to reach out and support uh, support and talk um i told this story on a couple of times that you know hannah DK and Jesse, when I first started the Fightful Chats, getting into those were the first ones to say hi to me. So it means a lot that, you know, as a community, you know, people can just accept you for who you are, even if you're a dork (laughs) or random or something. But I literally wanted to say to both of you, you know, thank you very much for being there and being good people and good friends. Thank you for being a good friend as well, Pat. That was very nice of you to say all that, and we appreciate you a lot, man. So, thank you so much. Uh, JJ, I see you in the chat. Uh, my Twitch is the same as my uh, the same as my Twitter. It's twitch.tv slash fighttalk underscore. So, um, yeah, if you want to throw me a subscription over there, all that helps out a ton as well. So, um, I, will be, I will be getting live, especially because I know Pat is such a fan of, of my Twitch. He always talks about it, and I always appreciate him bringing it up. So for you, Pat, at the very least, even if it's just me and you hanging out, I'll uh, I'll get back on Fall Guys here soon. Maybe even this week, I'll jump on there at some point. And uh, they've they've updated the maps. I think the game has changed quite a bit. So um, it might be entertaining to watch me fail over and over and over again for like ten hours. So 
you could always download Uno and play against me. I mean, that would work. Yeah, we can do some of that kind of stuff. That's actually a good idea. Um, on you do it through Steam. Uh, yeah, I go through Steam. Okay, sweet. Yeah, we can get some games going on Steam. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'll talk to you later on this week about that. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was a very wholesome ending to this show with a very nice message from Pat. So thank you all very <laughs> much. Um, I'll, I'll probably be here tomorrow. I'll, I'll be reviewing AEW. So uh, I don't know what time yet, but probably like 2, 3 p.m., something like that, Eastern time. I'll put, uh, you know, just be following on Twitter, Fight Talk underscore. Um, I'll announce whenever I figure that out. So I'll probably be live tomorrow. I'll probably go live Friday right here. And then on Saturday, I'll be over there on Doug's channel. So, you know, until tomorrow, y'all take it easy.